Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, video games, comic books, all of the stuff that you consume every day. My name is Dan Morin. I am joined by the rest of the uh, the illustrious Biff crew. John Moltz is here. Hello, John. Uh, you guys are my alpha and omega. <laughs> Oh my not- god, that's the only joke I wrote for the whole thing. <laughs> Guy English is also here. Hello, Guy. Sorry you had your joke stolen. <sighs> Are we going I, in reverse alphabetical order or something? Is that what? <laughs> why I do I always I seem to steal why. the guy's jokes? I, I try to I switch yeah. it up, but you know. I thought you it's did the too. Only, it's the know, only thing I caught. It seems like yeah. every week no, someone no, no, you did it last week too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you guys need anyway, more or better. That's part of the gag. Part of, part of the just that's my actual joke. It's a meta joke that like it saves me from actually having to come up with anything next funny. Week that'll next week that'll be my joke. That guy stole my joke. <laughs> I would like it if you did that right off the bat. Like even before I make a joke, you just claim that I stole your joke. That'd be perfect. You guys need more and or better jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's, well that's true. Pro tip. Yeah. Pro yeah. tip. Uh, all right, we are here to discuss Arrow season eight, episode two. Welcome to Hong Kong, which amazingly was not the title of an episode in season three. It feels like it was, <laughs> or a Bruce Springsteen song, or a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> um, yes, and our recap this week will be provided by Mr. Moltz. Thank you. Uh, so Oliver wakes up in Saigon. Why did it have to be Saigon? <laughs> Actually, no, it's Hong Kong, and he gets chastised by the Monitor for getting involved in Earth 2. Now he's uh, back on Earth 1, and the Monitor wants him to bring him Dr. Robert Wang. Wong. I knew I screwed that up right from the start. Anyway, Dr. Robert Wong. Diggle busts in and tells him that they have to go because a gang is after them. Who are these guys? Nobody knows. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. And they meet up with Laurel, who wants to go back and save Earth 2, even though it's destroyed. Uh, anyway, the breach device won't open a portal, so she shouts at Oliver for getting her world destroyed, but still, some for some reason, goes off to <laughs> get the device fixed so she can go back to her destroyed world. Our, our sponsor is actually a breach device. <laughs> uh, it's, you wear it as a brooch. It just beeps and it never gets you back to where you want to be. It's yeah. sort of it's say, ultimately we sort can, of sad. That we can make those. Device? That's what it's called. Yeah, we can actually I'm make sure. those. Right? We yeah, they'd sell better than our t-shirts, which we never yeah. promote. So yeah, a little breach device, breach device no, brooch. It's a, it's a brooch device. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Clearly, come on, do you have to anyway. do all the marketing. I guess so. <laughs> Fair. Diggle uh, <laughs> takes Oliver to an Argus lair. They get info on Dr. Wong, who's missing now, but some bad guys bust in again and fight, fight, fight again. Guys with uh, guns get the drop on them, but someone busts through the window and stabs them. It's Katana. She takes them to yet another layer, and Oliver explains uh, what he's doing. Tatsu has heard of the Monitor before from her organization uh, and wants to help. She thinks that the doctor's been taken by the secret police. Laurel busts, is trying to bust into a place uh, to find a guy uh, that she thinks can help uh, fix the breach device. When Lila shows up to help, they push this poor guy around until he agrees to fix the breach device. Meanwhile, Dr. Wong wasn't captured by the secret police. He was being protected by the secret police because he was working for the Chinese government. They go to get him, but the triad shows up. Wong makes a run for it, and Oliver follows, but in comes Gina White. Fight, fight, fight again! And her henchmen ride off with Wong. And <laughs> at some point, Diggle says, innocent men don't work on secret government projects. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that seemed a little broad. <laughs> Which I personally found hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the guy fixes the breach device, but uh, it won't open to Earth 2 because Earth 2 just isn't there. Oliver breaks into Wong's lab, and they realize that he was recreating the Alpha Omega virus. Oliver takes the virus and wants to use it as bait for China White to get Wong back, which Tatsu has a problem with. Lila preps prep to, bleh, Lila pep talks Laurel. Tatsu questions Oliver whether he should be blindly following the monitor's orders. Oliver meets with China White. China White has put an explosive vest on Wong. That's no fair. 
They make the exchange and then fight, fight, fight. Diggle goes after the virus. Tatsu goes after China White. Oliver goes after Wong. Lila is there and has Diggle's back. Tatsu gets the detonator, but China White stabs her and is about to kill her when Laurel sonics her. Oliver says he's not going to hand over the doctor to the monitor without getting some answers. He apologizes to Tatsu and uh, says he's going to find out more about the monitor by going to <gasps> Nanda Parbat. He'll be there in 10 minutes. Exactly. I mean, I would think from, from Hong Kong, it's super like close. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, super close. As it turns out, Lila is working for the monitor, however, <laughs> and she delivers Wong to him. Gasp. Uh, in the future, the Arrow Babies found one thing in the vault that JJ plundered. It was a busted-ass flash drive, which they believe will tell uh, them what the death strokes stole, if William can fix it. They figure JJ must be looking to sell the stuff, and Zoe knows where. They get there, and the death strokes get the drop on them, but then JJ says he wants to talk to Connor. They hash out some of their issues. Connor says they can fix things, but it turns out JJ wasn't interested in that, uh, or even selling the stuff. It was all a trap. William repairs the drive and realizes they're after him, but the death strokes uh, storm the bunker and seemingly take him. And we had a we had an intro. Yeah, a, we did. New uh, intro. Oliver voiceover. He still has to be yet something else. I don't know what yet that is at this I'm point. not exactly sure what. Yeah. <laughs> um, but something else. But he's no longer spent time in hell. He just spent seven years trying to save a city. So yeah, that's, <laughs> things are looking up. It's less. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. You know. Uh, it sounds is, cooler when you say five years in hell, but sure. It does seem like this is a bold choice to revisit a season that I think is pretty widely considered not one of their best seasons. <laughs> yeah um yeah. uh but i mean i like tatsu just fine i think bringing mm-hmm. her back yeah, was a nice great. touch yeah. yeah um i'm not a big fan of the mask no i agree it's no, it's but, true to the comics but it feels uh hokey. more clumsy than yeah. most of the stuff that we see on screen in this show so, yeah, yeah it feels a little hokey but to me whatever. too i agree <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> laurel's scream still isn't great either but you know yeah it's we, got, it's, we live sorry. with it it's all right um the i mean so the interesting thing there are a few things that jumped out at me one i like the guy that they go to find who can fix the breach device who also has a computer that can just like tell what's up on all these other earths i kind of dug that it's like out earth too it's unreachable 404 man like yeah he's like that guy in the firefly movie serenity that's right the uh the uh what's his name that i can't remember mr universe Mr. Yeah. yeah, there we yeah. go. Maybe that's why I clogged onto him. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Clogged, clogged on is clogged a verb? I don't. Th- it, it is, but it not is in now. that context. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I had he, a, was, he was dancing in wooden shoes. I, right. <laughs> I have to admit, like I did catch a like. So, you know, I read my my TV news sites, and there was a headline that was like, and they always do like obfuscate spoilers to a certain degree in the headlines. So they mm-hmm. you know had a blank or something you know brackets like find out why blank uh betrayed oliver or like find out who betrayed oliver i was like so i knew something was going to happen and i had a lot of suspicions about lila from the moment she showed up just because it seemed weird that she had glommed onto laurel so much when i couldn't what- <laughs> recommend that's what you're going for uh no you know that's what i was going for you're trying to it, this is a teaching moment for you it is it is uh <laughs> yeah she glommed onto uh to laurel, uh, laurel. and, it, and yeah. it seemed weird because we even as laurel points out at one point like it's not like they really had much of a relationship for no. as much as we could tell so it seemed like yeah. an odd pairing uh i felt like she it felt immediately as though she had an ulterior motive but I wasn't sure exactly yeah. what that was. Right. I mean, anybody comes around the corner when you're trying to crowbar something, you immediately <laughs> think that, like, that's a weird quinky thing. <laughs> uh, also, it's not like they were ever pals. I can't remember another scene of them together. And the scene that they did have, the emotional one, uh, I thought was really quite good. I, I thought they, they both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, they're, know, they're like, a good well parent. acted. Yeah, yeah, I, it was I just know. The, the, the fact of them being thrown together that made me sort of like the characters don't make sense, but the actors do. Yes, which is yeah. a bit of a shame. Like I would like to see them together a little bit more. Um, clearly, Lila's. I mean, would you say it's betraying? 
she's obviously working for the monitor, but so is Oliver. So yeah, but he's got his now. He wants answers, so he wanted to use the doctor as leverage, which she has now basically yeah. done away with. Uh, and there's also a hint, I think, in that scene with Laurel because she says something about she's talking about losing her unit in Afghanistan, and she said yeah. that she prays yep. to a god, any god that could help. To make and make a and deal. Says, Does it work? And she said, "Not exactly." And so at that point, yeah. I already started thinking, "Okay, something's up with her in the monitor." And of course, as anybody who is familiar with the source material knows, uh, and I don't think we talked about this, but it was already uh, alluded to uh, online elsewhere that Harbinger is sort of works for the monitor mm-hmm. in the comics chronology, but it's a, a very different version of that character. Like it is still Lila Michaels, but it's not. It's not the Lila Michaels we know from our, you know, last seven right. seasons. Yeah. No, it's more of a Silver Surfer type. Right, right. Like right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that they've decided to pursue that uh, connection here, but we don't exactly know what their deal is. And it's also interesting that the, mo- the monitor is a known quantity. Like John said, Tatsu says like, oh, he's like, yeah, the monitor told me, oh, Marnovu, I know that guy. <laughs> Yeah, we go back. <laughs> when you're like, this is a cosmic being who doesn't always meddle in the affairs of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know him. We went to school together. Yeah. It's an interesting spin. Yeah. Um, so the Lila thing, that's kind of the big reveal of this one, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, it is. I found it a bit of a shame that they had to sort of retcon... Uh, the loss of her unit in Afghanistan to set up a a shared understanding of, uh, you know, the loss of a whole universe, like survivor guilt, basically. Uh, I don't know if you needed that. It felt a little heavy handed to me, to be honest. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Just to set up that, like, yeah, I feel like there could have been a moment. Yeah, to to try and set up that the reveal at the end, basically to like <laughs> right. make it seem I, like oh no, she's just being nice and you know they're having a moment and it's all great, and then you know like oh no, she was really <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's been enough moments in this show where you could demonstrate survivor guilt, like uh, when the city was all blocked off by like who knows, I can't remember which one, but. Uh, a bunch of uh, Argus agents tried to swim in, and they all got electrocuted <laughs> off screen. No, no one like wants it was to just a bunch that. of flashes in the water. Like maybe she was like, "I was supposed to be there, but I did not." You know, my earwig didn't work. Like my my video was not functioning, so yeah, I didn't right, get electrocuted. Right, yeah. Like there was, I would like to see some like tie it to something that we've seen. Uh, I think that have we not seen that landed. in a flashback? I thought we had, but maybe not. You're that right. her whole unit? Yeah. No, when she was at desk duty and her whole thing got blown up. We've seen her in flashbacks working with Diggle, right, at different Afghan, times, but Afghan, but Afghan, not too. like when she's sitting at a desk and her unit gets blown fair, up because okay. it's tangential to her character. It's well, yeah, that's fair. That's it's fair. it's pertinent to her character, but it's tangential to any story that we would tell about the main characters. Which right. I mean, she's sort of on the periphery, so that there'd, there'd be no purpose to that. I would have liked to just seen it seen uh, being a little bit more tied to something that we've seen, uh, or even um, uh, the death of uh, her um, predecessor, Amanda Waller. Walker. Yeah. Waller. I always screwed that up. Amanda Waller. Yeah, like I mean, it, it, uh, some, part of me something that tight. Like, I feel guilty because I got this job only because Waller was like something, something a little bit more grounded in what would seen. I feel would have landed better for me. I wonder if Although, they will yeah. spill that out in the future, though. I mean, there might be a. I can kind of imagine that they might show that as a flashback in explaining eventually why <laughs> she is working for the Monitor. But Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get your point. Yeah. I take your point. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm harping on this way more than I should because I really liked that scene. I thought it was great. I thought uh, building out Lila's character uh, was good. Um, in some ways, I enjoyed that they gave her a backstory that was not necessarily connected to Ollie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's her own person. Uh, just narratively, in season eight, I'd like to sort of see it tied up a little bit tighter, I mm-hmm. guess. That's all. Um, I wanted to call out a couple scenes I liked. Um, I knew this was coming because I think it was also alluded to in an interview, but we get a, 
Oliver putting his wedding ring back on uh, in one scene because he obviously he couldn't have been wearing it on Earth Two when he was trying to pass as himself as his Earth Two counterpart. Um, so we got a nice Felicity flashback moment there. Um, I really, my favorite bit, and this continues our theme of uh, stuff from uh, last week, <laughs> where Dig tells Oliver he shouldn't feel responsible <laughs> for <laughs> what happened. And he says, what in the seven years, what in my behavior for the last seven years has led you right. to think I would do that? Again, which is another, <laughs> another little uh, check. <laughs> for yeah. all of us who are like uh oliver behavior i also really liked the scene where oliver has his uh essentially his little breakdown when talking to tatsu about why he is doing what the monitor asks him to do without any questions i actually thought Stephen amell yeah. played that scene really well and i liked their bond in it like that that harkened back to the things about season three that i i was more positive about Yes, yeah, I really did like Tattoo in season three. Uh, I like uh, Mateo. Mateo, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a there's a bunch of stuff that I like about it. I particularly like the way that this was edited in, in that um, this scene was directly after the scene that we just talked about with uh, uh, Laurel and Lila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. uh, it was good emotional pacing. I I thought because there's a lot of fight, fight, fight in this episode. Yes, there is. Most of it pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it was good fight, fight, fight. I mean, a lot of it is just kind of ridiculous because it's like, you don't even know, like, the two of them, you're like, who are these people? We don't even know who these people are. Yeah, that are. first scene made and no really sense. The first one is, is, this, is really egregious. Dick says something like, about, like, we must have interrupted a deal, and you're like, when? Where? Yeah. where? Why? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand why they did but, that. From but it's the pers- also, I was like, I was just like, it's just this show. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Uh, I just watched. Uh, um, what's it called? John Wick three. Like last night, before going to bed. <laughs> Don't do that because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of violence. Uh, but these fight scenes were kind of reminiscent of that for sure. Like I'm just like I don't know what. All I know is it's Keanu must the, live and everybody else can die. I don't really yeah. care. You know, right. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, there are some good scenes of, of uh, Ali and Dig fighting and working together. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, this was not quite the blockbuster episode that last week was, I think, in terms of just, like, hitting all the notes we're looking for. This felt a little bit more like a building block uh, in terms of it. So I, I think that was a, it's an interesting decision, but it, it does feel like so much of it ends up boiling down to those last 30 seconds that uh, the rest of the episode, I'm not going to go so far as to call it superfluous, but it is not quite as, as jam packed as the season premiere. Well, what's superf- uh, what is superfluous when you've got a fight, fight, fight superhero show, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just meant narratively, like, <laughs> yeah, narratively it doesn't, it moves a few key points on, like we have big reveals about Lila, uh, JJ in the future mm. seems that, that seems like an interesting thing that we haven't bothered discussing yet. Cause that honestly feels like, uh, I'm watching a different show. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'll reserve judgment until we read it in about three minutes. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I, do you feel that way? Because there's only ten episodes. Because to me, it feels like an episode that in a regular season would have been uh, a bit more exciting. Like we got China White, which is awesome. We got yeah. Tatsu. That's really cool. Like we got a lot of greatest hits in here. Yeah, that's fair. And, I mean, that and this is, is definitely going to be. Seems like it's definitely going to be a season for that, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I guess maybe my I'm colored by the fact that I don't uh, that like the Hong Kong season in general is not one of my favorites. But, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But that's, that's what fair. that's what like I said last week that you know if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that do a good season first do some lousy ones and then hit the good ones after that yeah fair fair yeah uh, and it seems like they're going to season four next right uh, well that's also sort of season three that's you know there's oh, a little yeah. bit of everything in that one yeah 
Which one is season? Oh, season four. There's a few. Uh, There's a few, right? Season three is the Rachel Ghoul season. So that's like, yeah, like some serious season. Season, season four is that good? Isn't season four where uh, Malcolm is? Yeah, season four is Ra- Damien. Damien Dark is the bad guy, and Malcolm is. Yeah, yeah. Season yeah, four yeah. is so like it's that. Still in there, yeah. Yeah, that's where uh, the guy that got borged on the Enterprise E uh, comes back, and he's got magic. <laughs> <laughs> is that that's 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 a deep cut that is oh, a deep yeah, I, that's a deep you. cut I, I understood where you were going i just <laughs> thought that was yeah. so lieutenant, mean to neil mcdonough L- lieutenant hawk yeah. <laughs> lieutenant hawk exactly yeah, yeah. go look was it his up name connor just, just oh my god oh my okay yeah, yeah now we're calling quick reference in there <laughs> i i'd so at this speaking point of, speaking of using a crowbar and having something exactly up. yeah i mean yeah, i use a crowbar to get this in there i will do anything to get a star trek reference in yeah it's Lieutenant Hawk from uh, uh, First Contact. <laughs> you know, everybody knows. Everyone knows. Yeah, that. it's obvious. Everybody knows that guy. Uh, the... Not from not, not from Band of Brothers or anything. But... Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah. The the future plot, I does think I do think bears touching on. I think you made a good point that it's like uh, it's a very different show there, but it also I think I know there's been we we talked last week too about this about it seeming uh, kind of disconnected, but I. I actually feel like that show in a, in the show feels more confident um, this week than it has it previously to me. Um, yeah. It really felt like it leaned on the characters uh, that were there rather than spending too much time on uh, writing the coattails of our present day characters. Right. I, I think appreciate. that's why I said it felt like a different show because this this week specifically felt like disconnected they were doing their own thing and it it made me enjoy it more mm-hmm. i think i agree I yet liked it. still feeling a little bit divorced from it like i don't i don't know i don't know i'm i'm oh this is an awful analogy but uh i'm a gold digger and my old man ollie queen is about to pass away and now i'm looking for a new thing and uh man that is an awful. There is almost <laughs> certainly a better <laughs> metaphor you could have used. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, come on! I'm trying desperately. That was first uh, of all. There was no Star Trek in that, and it was very disappointing. <laughs> oh well, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, it feels like I'm being introduced to something new when something that we know and love is going away. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. A better analogy. Uh, our dog is old and oh no you know, it's gonna pass <laughs> and now we've now that? we've got a new puppy is that better yeah but i don't is really that better for you guys? the puppy so <laughs> well it's not the old dog you know the puppy's still like peeing on the carpet and stuff the puppy's, the puppy's kind of a jerk yeah yeah puppies are, you know puppies are adorable but uh, anyway somebody Edit this into making sense. No, there's that's a bunch not, of words there. Not Just happen. chop it all up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Tell no, you right but now. I do, do you? Okay. Metaphors aside, do you understand the intent no, of what I, I'm trying I to say? I know what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying yeah. that you want to enjoy the good times rather than have something you shovel down your throat in a replacement. Maybe. I'm just not comfortable with the new thing being interposed with the old thing, I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming at some point they, you know, these will align. Well, that's possible. Or, uh, you know, again, if they're if they're positioning this as a spinoff, it kind of feels like it's um, I feel like some of this they're just doing out of what they feel like is necessity for continuity of like, we want to link this into whatever show that we're going to do down the road. But yeah, that the, the downside to that is when you string it out over so many seasons, it also feels superfluous, especially if you don't if that show doesn't end up working for whatever reason. Then right. there's a question of like, why do we spend so much time with these? Um, yeah. And when we could have given back, you know, five minutes an episode to uh, the people that we care to, about, yeah, to the people we care about, especially <laughs> in this last season. So, yeah, but well, yeah, but you're not going to be thinking that. Well, maybe maybe in your career after you've moved on from doing the show, you may be like, oh, we could have maybe done that better. But there's you're not going to be doing a season nine where you're uh, tied to the decisions that you made in season eight. No, that's right. So, but. You know, why not? Like, hey, yeah, we think this is cool. Why not use? I guess my point is, fifty minutes an episode for launching. But if they show up, if they show up at the bar, they're going to get a, you know, they're going to get an earful from me. (laughs) That's fair enough. That's fair. Um, I do like if your puppy tied up outside is what you're (laughs) going to say, John. Yeah, Uh, we got a little more of the actor playing JJ this week. I I like him. 
I think yeah, he's I good. Do. I think they yeah. have a good, he and Connor have a good dynamic, and we got a little more of the backstory, yeah. which I enjoyed. Uh, it felt a little more, it, it sort of uh, anchored it a little bit more, which I, which I like. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit annoyed because it screws up our rating system, our carefully calibrated rating uh, Yes, system. that's right, that's right. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to think about that. Uh, speaking <laughs> of which, uh, anything else you guys want to discuss before we move on to a rating? Um, I, there, I noticed that there were lots of, they did a lot of those transitions. Oh, yeah. yeah match yeah. cuts. The there were a to ton the other of match cuts. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they were heavy on that. They were heavy which this was, week. Which was nice. Again, you know, since we're doing like a, you know, greatest hits, um, that should definitely yeah. be in there. There was a really uh, good of one greatest hits, into the Deathstroke mask at one point that I really yes. liked. I, I thought that yeah. one was cool. And the boat one did stand out, too. Yeah, the, yeah. the boat one really stood out. Yeah, because it, it felt really arbitrary. Like, why, what? why is this boat boats important? here? Like, yeah. Why, right. yeah, right. <laughs> um... Uh, this was also the last episode that uh, Sarah Tarkov worked on. Mm, uh, yes. Oh, okay. She had to leave the show after season, season seven, and they invited her back to do this one. I'm not sure. Maybe she had a big impact on the uh, Hong Kong season. I don't know. Anyway, uh, speaking of greatest hits, uh, I don't know. I've, she's always some somebody that we call out. Uh, also, uh, uh, James Bamford was the director of this, which is why the fight, fight, fights were so fighty, fight, fight, fighty. Yeah. So fighty. <laughs> yeah. Even like arbitrarily show. So when, um, he gets like, he fights China white and then he, she beats him up mm-hmm. and then she drops a bunch of gas and then runs away. And did you see that weird little hop that he did up to like get on the, uh, the tight ropes? Yeah, the bar. They were like bars or something. They were like, like bars, yeah. and he hops between the bars and then jumps off and grabs like a like a a rope of lanterns. And it's ultimately futile. Like it, it doesn't make any sense why. Narratively, you could have just had him stand up and be like, "Oh, foof, they got away," but somehow they threw in like an extra weird stunt in there that looked <laughs> yeah. kind of cool, but yeah. just didn't do anything for anything. Yeah. Well, they had to. I think they were making the point there too, which Tatsu gives them crap for later. Is like they at the time they're like, "Oh, we should. It's gas. We should get get these people out." And he's like, "I got to get the doctor." Right? Like it's going back to his single minded focus where he is not. Oh. He's eschewing helping people on the street because he is you know too fixated on doing the monitor's job oh i took it sorry i took it to just be smoke grenades yeah they say it's gas at one point it's it's a little it's a little it's a little muddy there but i i I took it to just be her dropping smoke to to be able to get i think no no it was some kind of poison i think supposedly oh or, or at least tear gas or something oh that's okay that's different yeah. Okay. Now I get it. That's so. Hence, him hopping over it is a is a story point. Where okay. Yeah. Yeah. Although they seem to be you know, kind of unaffected by it, you know, because <laughs> they're tight, right. Yeah. Right. Well, they're like, right. Like, there there was. We're gonna get these weaklings out of here, but we can handle it. <laughs> they have specially trained right. lungs, if, John. <laughs> well, uh, the one thing that season three did well is uh, shots of people uh, being affected by this thing that were really harrowing. Uh. And they didn't do that at all. So it, I, I just, I really did think it was just smoke. Um, I guess the other thing I want to mention is that he at least brings up that he tortured uh, Shreve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. God knows we would have. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for putting it. Well, and that's it, a, yeah, that's another yeah. thing we need to get into every episode. It does point at out least every episode where we talk about Arrow. It does point <laughs> out, you know, a lot of it does go to the idea of like, you know, all his change and growth you know sure. and yeah. and this is in some ways this episode feels like a little bit like a regression for him right like um he's not single-minded about he's still trying to help people but he is doing it to the expense of like other things and i think that's what tatsu and and dig to a certain extent call him on um and that's good because you know one of the things i think we all enjoyed about the later seasons is oliver being more uh uh, uh adult less of a dick basically right. yeah yeah uh it's been a while since i've had to say ollie is a dick yes. when explaining his basic <laughs> conversations it's you know he's more introspective now he's he's got his act together a bit yeah yeah so i think that was you know we had to at least uh, acknowledge that i think to a certain degree how far he has come by putting mm-hmm. him back in the situation of sort of maybe not his worst failures but like 
Some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. We should do a rating. Guy, would you like to go first? Uh... No, I don't. Okay, I don't well, know. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to say it's a John Junior, but I don't want to revisit the stupid rating system every week. Uh, I thought it was a pass. I thought it was. I thought it was good. There was bits I liked about it. Um, I fear that I'm grading on a curve a bit because the ep- the season so far has been great. Uh, the first episode. And, yep. Uh, actually, that's one, true. One it's only point. one episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I still have, okay, you know what? It's a biff. It's, it's a weak biff. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a ghost biff. It's, oh, all right. Canada. It's a biff that's been killed once and yet is still clinging on to life because they're a trooper. Um, I don't know if the source material was great. I mean, season, that season was not terrific to work off of. Uh, I love China White. I'd love to see her all the time. Uh, I love that they didn't kill her because I suspect that she may come back. Um, uh, I like Tatsu. I like that they didn't kill her because I suspected she may come back later. Uh, I honestly expected her to join the merry band of universe-saving people. Uh, it didn't quite land for me in um, in that I didn't understand the dynamic between. Um, uh, the monitor and Ollie and Lila and I still don't quite know what's going on and neither does Ollie and it hasn't been revealed and I think that's supposed to be the hook for these episodes uh, but when the stakes are that high I'd sort of I want a clarity of uh, purpose for the show or at least the hero uh, rather than having what is uh, sort of a usual arrow move of like a like a hidden dagger kind of thing, you know? Mm. I don't know if we need the hidden dagger in a season that's this short with this much on the line. Uh, I liked it, but not enough to be super enthusiastic about it. All right. John? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a biff. They're probably about the same you know, level of caveat, uh, as guy, uh, it was good, but it wasn't like amazing. And I mean, I forgive a lot of the silliness <laughs> just because it's, this is the show that we're watching. And so we're, we're already, we're already neck deep in it. You know, I can't, I can't begrudge them a, a ridiculous fight, fight, fight at the very beginning. Uh, but you know, I think there was enough, there was enough good Good acting, good character moments, um, good fight, 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 and you know, I mean, it didn't didn't move the doesn't necessarily didn't move the plot along a lot, but you know, it made a it made a big reveal at the end. You know, I think maybe the problem is that we knew that already. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm man, I was going into this ready to give a John Junior for similar reasons to the guy, but I'm not. I'm thinking about it now. I think I I agree with you. Uh, guy that I really like that they brought China White back. I love Oliver's bit with her where he's like, we've been enemies since the very beginning. You're like, yeah, technically yeah. they do go all the way back. <laughs> like, Did you, like me, expect that uh, that whole standoff would be resolved by Ollie not hugging her, but you, like... Like talking convincing. her down. Yeah, can, yeah, like, look, this is not a joke. I wish she'd taken the hood off on the mask off because she knows who he is and right. just been like, look, this is There's- not a joke. This is what's up, and I swear to God, I'm I'm serious about this. I, I would have, have a, liked it, that attempt, you know. I did have a minute wondering why he's wearing the mask because yeah. he is he is out. <laughs> everybody yeah. knows she even calls him Mister Queen. I know, it, which like, is everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows it's literally public knowledge at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was yeah. a little odd, but okay. Um, yeah, and, and and you know he respects her. He's yes, I mean it's exactly. been eight years, like, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, like as I soon like, as she shows up on the scene, he's like, "Whoa, things got way more complicated." Right, and I, which I is like, cool. And she defeats him a little bit, like enough to get away, which is rare these and days. And I, I like so. that her point. She points out that, like, you know, when they're like, "Ah, you know, you should be in Argus prison," and she's like, "Well, turns out putting bombs in people's necks isn't super popular." And you're like, "Man, that's fair. That's fair. We should not be doing that." <laughs> um, so I I yeah. enjoyed that dynamic too. 
Um, yeah, I, I you're, you guys are talking me over also to the, I'm, I'm moving over to the weak Biff end, the weak Biff end. Yeah, it's it's a weakened Biff, but uh, it, I mean, I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It, there's nothing. It's not a bad episode, certainly, and I think it's just um, some of the emotional beats were a little. I liked the conversation between Oliver and Tattoo. I was a little concerned about falling into old patterns with Oliver. Just like last week, we had that scene yeah. where he and Dig are talking about it, and Dig's like, you can't do this by yourself. Stop trying to do it by yourself. Like, yeah, we've seen right. that for seven years. Um, I just want to, like, it's nice to, like, re-hit the points with all the lessons Oliver has learned, especially because this whole season seems to sort of hinge on him being, like, you know, the quote-unquote paragon uh, of heroism. But at the same time, yeah. it felt like re- a bit of a retread. So it didn't quite hit all the uh, the same feels for me as the first episode, but I'm content to see where it goes. Um, I think if this had landed in the middle, I would have given it John Jr. But uh, as I don't know, as a second step on a stairway to wherever we're going, I'm, I'm content with what we've seen so far is going to lead up to something good. Yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to explain this idiotic debating system we've got every week. So it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I ha- I hate the mold stuck us with this system. That's the worst. <laughs> but here we are. Well, just like Ollie, John's a dick. That's why it is. It's totally yeah, exactly. I think, I think yeah. it's been, instead of spending a whole bunch of time trying to figure out time traveling, Dad, we should we should really nail down this um, this rating system. I, mean, I don't know. I think I think time traveling dad has the answer to it because if we I, can figure out time traveling dad, he can tell us what we eventually decided. You don't remember that this system is just rife with Easter eggs from time traveling dad. It's <laughs> no, possible time traveling dad went back in time and erased the memory of people. But let's not get too much into that. Uh, all right, that is Arrow cover for this week. Um, do we have some superhero sweep talk? Should we should we take a little time on superhero sweep? Yeah. Good. All right. Let's do that. Yes, indeed. The sound it makes. Uh, so the uh, the the drama over people arguing about superhero movies continues. Uh, I don't think we. Oh, just, I, you know what? I don't even see people arguing about it. All I see are people to tell telling people to stop arguing. About it. <laughs> well, today, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I'm like following the wrong people I, or what, I just I, where, where this argument is actually happening. But I just see a lot of people going, "Oh, I can't believe people are still arguing about this. It's so obvious." I just saw a Verge post right before we started that Bob Iger weighed in, and I was like, uh, "Oh man!" No, uh, I actually okay. think I I think. His, his take was perfectly reasonable. I will quote him here because it's a, he talked to the rap. Quote, if they want to bitch about movies, it's certainly their right. Are you telling me that Ryan Coogler making Black Panther is doing something that somehow or another is less than anything Marty Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola have ever done on any of their movies? Come on. Well, I, you know, I think he's got a point that there's... The, the, there are a lot of people worked on these movies and worked hard. There's no reason to disrespect them for making those movies. I, and I feel like I don't you, think that's the point that these guys were making. But okay. Well, I mean, Coppola went out and called them despicable, which seemed weird. But uh, you know, I don't know. I, again, it's also telling. Despite my respect for these filmmakers, it is also telling that these are all like you know white dudes over a certain age, and <laughs> people get cranky when they get older. I think, and they don't like the things that all the kids are into. Uh, so yeah, stay t- keep listening for ten years, kids. You yeah. will. <laughs> well, wow. I'm sure. Hey, we, I'm sure we're we're cranky about plenty of things that we liked when we were kids that people nowadays don't like in it either. So you know, whatever. It's not. Again, I think we covered this. That people are entitled to their opinions. I feel like everybody just needs to be a little less hyperbolic about it. They're just movies, right? Yep, and we can move on. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. I know it was me that brought that up in the first place. At this point, shut up. Just stop. <laughs> stop. Need something it to argue matter. about because there's nothing important happening in the world right now. No, definitely not. No. Uh, Appar- apparently, uh, Francis Ford Coppola has been leaking stuff out of a skiff where they were showing uh, The Rise of Skywalker. What? <laughs> 
he's now that's he's, that's very up to the it. minute moon he's, he's yeah right yeah that's like if you're not following exactly what's going on right now today you say, don't want to know you don't want to know twitter what that guy you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke it, it would kill on twitter <laughs> yeah I have taken two things and combined them humorously. <laughs> Man, I can't do anything except that because you steal all the good jokes. <laughs> I literally the good have ones, or no idea just what's happening. The obvious ones. <laughs> you steal the well, yeah, you steal the obvious ones, but sure. Uh, any what else is on the uh, the list? Of things you guys want to talk about? Anything good? Um, guy, you had some thoughts about you. You had some thoughts about the. Th- Third episode of Batwoman. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought that um, I didn't particularly like the conceit of the episode. I here's the thing: I don't. Also, some people want to do their homework before they listen to the show because they don't want to get randomly spoiled. So, just broadly, uh, I'm not sure I like the conceit of the MacGuffin slash anti MacGuffin. Yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. It didn't bother me. Yeah. It was, well, here, yeah. Here, I mean like here, like the fight 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 in the arrow episode was just like, okay, does it make a does it make complete sense? No, but it's like, you know, we're dealing in a universe where there's laser spray, so Sure. <laughs> but uh now you've made lasers never be able to work ever in this <laughs> in this particular show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you've removed an entire angle of uh does, does anybody remember when the jedi could run real fast <laughs> yeah yeah but you don't want that right that's that's basically my point like, yes you the, know you know that red letter media guy has a lot of problems i think but oh the, the, yeah the bit where he does the bit where he's like it's like well gee i hope that wouldn't be useful later oh right <laughs> yeah 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 it's that was hilarious. But. Yeah, I don't want to. Please don't watch Red Letter Media. There's a bunch of problems. Uh, if yeah, you like it, if you problems. like it, yeah. fine. If yeah. uh, I think he's got some really good, really good analysis in there. That's like you know really messed up by a bunch of the rest of it. Exactly. My point exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you are a fully formed individual and you feel very comfortable with yourself and what you believe, sure. Uh, yeah. If you think you're going to get swayed by a guy that has framed his argument about the phantom menace by kidnapping a woman and keeping her in the basement <laughs> yeah uh do not watch that because no th- that framing device is not it's not great it's so dumb, it's so dumb. and it takes away yeah. from some actually smart things that he says which right. is unfortunate right. and i get the joke yeah. and i i really don't want to hear from mid letter media fans fine do your thing it's cool yeah right. whatever um but so uh, effectively, the I don't know how to address this, but uh, if you haven't watched Batwoman or you don't care, just you know, I don't know, skip like thirty seconds. The fact that the suit is totally bulletproof is a disservice to uh, the ability of the the writers going forward to be able to put her in danger. I thought you were going to say the fact that the the suit is completely bulletproof is a disservice to guns. We know Oliver Queen got rid of all the no, <laughs> no, yeah, close. No, I'm with you, no. I'm with you. I like I said, I'm to, not a yeah. Like, I had no. that thought the previous week when somebody shot her at point blank range and it bounced yeah, off. Me too. And I'm like, there's no reality. Well, I mean, there are there are fictional realities, but there's no real reality in which that works like that. <laughs> yeah, no. Although it's, it's a, you know yeah. it's it was also in the first you know the the Keaton Batman movie. Yeah, I guess. I I just he gets shot and you know. Hops yeah, back but up. doesn't. Yeah, but he gets hurt. I, I don't know. There's something about. Yeah, um, he does get. He at least gets knocked over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's bull, something about the, the, the mix of impact. acrobatics and like being able to just absorb bullet shots uh, is. Uh, I think you need to play with that narratively. Uh, yeah. Like, all <laughs> like all he gets shot or doesn't as and things strangely, happen. No one yeah. will figure out to shoot her in the face. Yeah. Well, uh, so that I kind of believe. It's really hard to, like, what are you going to do? Aim for the mouth? Like that's Aim not, for the mouth! Yes, yeah, yes you're going to aim for the mouth. 100% <laughs> like, of the time. Like, nobody tries to shoot Head Captain shots, America's guys. legs. Headshots. No one tries to shoot Captain America's legs. They always go... <laughs> I just... <laughs> go shoot right for the shield. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a center it's, of mass it's a thing. Like, you don't... You, you, can't, you can't just hit, like, random... <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I'm not Anyways, I will yeah. say, setting that aside... 
I yes. really, I really love the actual Batwoman suit. Um, Me too. I think, Me it's, too. I think it's fabulous looking, yeah. and I think right. it's. I'm so glad we've moved past the bizarre. We've gotten to the point where they're using it. Yes, because yeah. yeah. the the yeah. weird like adapted suit thing, it just didn't. It, it's design. It did what it was supposed to do, right? Like it's like it's a little bit like Daredevil in his you know black uh ninja costume in the beginning yeah. except in this instance it's the opposite because he looked he looked better in the ninja yes. costume than Agreed. he did in yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah i i like the i like the suit um i like i really you know what i really like uh ruby rose's look at like when she gets like glammed up to go to the party uh yeah. i was like man she's like I, I like the sort of like it's just a cool she's got a great aesthetic she's got a great yes. look uh, and she yeah, carries can, herself you, well. Yeah, you know exactly why that bartender is like, oh, here's my yeah, number. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's got, she walks with confidence. She moves with confidence. She dresses with confidence. She's just cool. She's just a really cool cucumber. She's got the Bruce Wayne swagger uh, in the form of, uh, of a woman who is equally as uh, imbued with that confidence, I think. Uh, yeah, there's a little less of it but, because we're watching yeah, a TV like, show and she needs like to build it. But you know, she's it's clearly there. Year, she's year one, right? You know? right. She's right. she's starting out, you know, which which Batman did at one point too, and yep. she a she doesn't like you know she's not perfect you know at the fighting and using the equipment and stuff like that, but yeah. she also doesn't exactly know what she is yet either yeah yes yeah um, which i like she, a lot. you yeah. know she just meets up like she casually meets up with alice <laughs> all well, the time i and i but i yeah. like that they're just, they're just hanging out on a rooftop having a chat like this is a like violent criminal that <laughs> dynamic yeah, do me a deal that. and don't kill anybody that's <laughs> yeah that's yeah, not right. batman she stuff. can't yeah. that dynamic yeah, is, yeah. is interesting though just because i think a yeah. i like both of those actors they play they have good chemistry and oh they're great the yeah. the fact that as we talked about in the the when we covered the pilot that you like we've dispensed with the you know the twist as it were right like we're not holding that back like that that makes for an interesting conversation right like at the moment it's mainly become about convincing the dad whether or not it's actually his daughter um and i think the you know it gives a personal bent to it in the way that like you know we talked we talked a bit about the joker as like sort of an you know uh uh, uh iconic figure uh, in his unknowableness um and whereas this is very different like this is like a character rooted in a very specific kind of trauma uh that is linked to these people and i think i think making that personal certainly works um and i, I like watching the two of them and, and to your point about the confidence it's it's interesting to me too that we we haven't even sort of caught up as it were with the crossover from last year where she was introduced, like in that yeah. where she's presented there, she comes across as far more self-assured than where we see her in these first few episodes. In so, that crossover, she's effectively Batman and a lot, yes. which is like confident, self-assured. It's just the job's getting done. It doesn't really face her about, okay, weird interdimensional stuff. Not a problem. Got it all in hand. So, yeah. Uh, I I like that she's still struggling with her relationship with her ex. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing, too, where it appears the ex has not been communicating very well with her husband. Right. Uh, that, it, as to what I was, you know, what we were talking about last week a little bit is... Uh, in or two weeks ago, I guess. Interesting in that um that is not the kind of story you could tell with Oliver Queen, given the setup we got. Like, mm. you know, rich Playboy guy that's just been uh seducing a bunch of women at random and occasionally I don't know, whatever. Uh picking up women on an island where <laughs> nobody is. <laughs> Somehow, sure. <laughs> somehow, somehow that gets that guy just manages to basically turn an abandoned island into like a huge club scene. But uh, that's not the kind of story you can tell with Oliver Queen. That's the kind of story that I think takes a bit more of a deft hand at setting up character interactions. Uh, and you know, it's been eight years, and um, 
I'm intrigued to see what they what they do with it and what they uh if you know if there's some of the old tropes that's cool uh but there's a bit more of a there's more of a nuance here to this kind of relationship that I think is uh fascinating and I'm sort of excited to see it take a place in basically a popcorn TV show right it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of cool yeah. in that way mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so I think this I think this show's gotten better as it's gone on yes yeah. me too yeah, it's I mean, got. This is the best of best of the three episodes. I think I like last week's yeah. a little better, but I definitely yeah. there's things that I like. I I do like it every week, and I think that they are they're on an upward trend. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think, I think I think I sorry. I think I like last week's a little better, like you, Dan. Um. But I took last he week's. Likes you, he likes you a little better. You like, <laughs> like him a little better. Really? Last, last yeah. week he did. I do actually. <laughs> Not this week. Yeah. That doesn't steal all my jokes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all the obvious ones um i think the episode two is a little bit uh better than this one in that uh it's the, effectively the second take at a pilot right so it's going to spike a little bit uh this one in terms of like uh setting a high bar for what the episodes could be i i really appreciate it and i'm i'm engaged in this show now i i I do, keep watching yeah, I do have sure. yeah. one question for you guys based on this episode. I, I'm kind of curious what you thought about the leveraging of a fairly significant Batman villain um, for a kind of what feels a little bit like a one-off. Hmm. Uh, I didn't really know him. Oh, you know, Hush, Hush. Uh, yeah. So, oh, he's Hush. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah he's, he's Hush. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's Tommy okay. Elliot. I've yeah. Heard of, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I never really read any of him. I read the I've main story. I can't now. I'm blanking on it. I can't remember which one he is. I think it is. It just called Hush. Um, yeah, it's just Hush. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that. I think Tony Tony Sindler let me the trade for that. Um, but he's a he's a fairly significant Batman villain. Um, and. They 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 allude to a few points of his story here, specifically that he like they don't quite come out and say it, but essentially like he kills his parents so he can get the inheritance. He's like he's a little bit like the anti Bruce Wayne, essentially. Mm, um, yeah, and I thought that was interesting, but they did they did make some tweaks. Like he's a doctor, I think in the um in the comics, uh, and at one point I think he even like impersonates Bruce Wayne, um. Like he has like plastic surgery to make himself look like Bruce Wayne. Um, I think that's a point in one of the Arkham games, actually. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting character. I, I'm intrigued that they sort of you know used him so early and for something that felt kind of villain of the weekish, right? Like kind of felt like it could have been anybody, um, mm-hmm. but it was fine. Like I, I, he he appears. There is a Tommy Elliot character who appears in uh, Gotham like twice, maybe. But again, yeah. like. Yeah. you know that they couldn't really do much with him well he's that. not even a bad guy he he's a bully i think at one point a, like, i think he's a bully yeah it's yeah. like a it's a minor and bruce punches know. him in the nose or something you know Alfred yeah it's like a flash thompson kind of thing maybe yeah. if even that yeah uh as soon as she called him tommy or when he was sitting in the desk i was like oh okay i know who this guy is uh that is a pretty heavyweight batman villain to be dealing with um on the other hand, I don't think that this is the end of him. They cut them off to mm, true. Arkham. Arkham, yeah. And I, uh, if you read the Hush comic, it's not that he's Tommy that matters. It's what he does after. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I also note, I didn't realize he was co-created by Jeff Loeb. Um, oh, I didn't know that either. Oh, yeah. actually, I did. If I, Yeah, Hush is Jeff Loeb and... Oh, God, I'm Jim Lee. The, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Fair enough. I mean, if he wants yeah. to give him, well, I don't know if that works that way anymore. Probably no, should, I mean it's but, owned by it's owned by DC. Yeah, but he's an executive producer, right? So uh, at Marvel. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forget. <laughs> I jump around. Much, I watch too much comic book Disney stuff. Disney doesn't own everything yet. <laughs> yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. That would be hilarious if that was an fu to to Jeff Loeb at Marvel. What's your favorite creation? Oh, guess what? He's a villain of the week and we're never going to see him again. How do you like that? <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, I did want to mention that, that that ties in with the story you sent out, Guy, uh, in our text chain. 
that he's leaving uh he's leaving Marvel yeah. uh by the by Thanksgiving, it sounds like. Which is in some ways not entirely surprising, although uh they kind of denied this was why, but like uh, Kevin Feige was given essentially control over pretty much everything sort of creative related at Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um it's still a little thorny uh in terms of like just you know corporate structure and whatever, but it sounds like the sort of Marvel TV division that Loeb was running, you know, they're trying to subsume more of that into uh, the MCU for obvious reasons. Um, And so I can imagine he, you know, didn't want to necessarily stick around. Uh, But the writing was kind of on the wall for that too. What with, you know, the Netflix shows getting canceled and agents of shield getting canceled and all that. So, yeah. And I personally think he did a good job. I don't know if we know anything. I mean, is he annoying in some way that I don't remember? I I I like those Marvel shows. Chances are good. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't think so necessarily, or at least nothing that I was really uh, aware of. Um, yeah, but it's it's Perlmutter that we. Yes, don't I mean like. he's yeah, the real. Yeah, it's definitely him. Yeah. yeah, that one I know. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I think Jeff Loeb is generally uh, well regarded, and I think he did well with what he had at his. Uh, at his disposal, like like what he was allowed I thought, to work uh, with. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't want to rush to defend again. Like, so I know Pilnutter is a, sort of a... He's like Ollie. Bit of a dick. Uh, <laughs> I didn't... He's I couldn't way more of a dick than Ollie. He's different. Yeah, let's, 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 let's not even yeah, skin anybody, but... Yeah. I love it! Yes, you got it! Perfect. <laughs> you, um, uh, no, but I, I always had a good vibe about Jeff Lowe, but I can never, I mean, these days I can't remember who's being exposed to be a jackass or not, but, uh, right. um, I thought that the shows that he did under Netflix were great. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. obviously we enjoy, uh, yeah. I didn't watch much Runaways, but cool uh cloak and dagger i think good. yeah i mean i think runaways like, both runaways yeah and um he did like the, he was involved uh, with legion too technically okay oh um, nice so, so the the portfolios <laughs> of shows that are associated with him are all pretty good uh certainly anybody reading this you know if you yeah Right. Watched one of those shows thing. i don't it's think you'd be led wrong like, like I, I i wouldn't feel bad telling you to watch any one of those shows yeah, not no. not to say he didn't have some missteps. They point out in this article, the Hollywood Report article about this, um, New Warriors, which he shepherded, uh, sure. still okay. in in limbo somewhere. Yeah, but uh, that was halfway between studios, right? Like there was some weirdness about that. Yeah, wasn't the there? Deadpool th- animation thing that uh, Donald Glover um, was working on. You might remember mm. there was that like thing where Donald Glover went on and like uh, tweeted a bunch of the was it the script or whatever. It was really he was pretty pissed off about it. Um, oh, we mentioned okay. the Ghost Rider series that got scrapped and Inhumans, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, like he hasn't had a perfect uh, record, but I think he's yeah. overall, I feel like he's, he's, there's been more hits than misses on his watch. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I thought I'd throw that out there. I- interesting. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to do? Or should we uh, answer a letter? Answer a letter. Do I answer yeah. a letter? Let's answer yeah, a letter. Yeah. Let us answer a letter. I am trying to figure out where this letter came. I have a letter written on on the page, and I'm trying to <laughs> figure paper. out. Yeah, I got this letter in the mail. Uh, all right, I found it. Okay, sorry. I had to like sort back through the facts history and see where it came from. Sure. Uh, this is from Reader Steven. Uh, Reader Steven asks, what superpower did you want as a kid, as a teenager, and as an adult? And his caveat is health insurance man is not an acceptable answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine that's that's what hey. wolverine is yeah. yeah well you know what canadians and their health insurance that's that really right. So, yeah right yeah. socialized uh god yeah. it was a socialist that's system. why that can't be how he that can't be how they came up with that it's has there ever been no like, it, can't, it can't be but man there should be a somebody needs to crack a joke about that because that's yeah yeah um yeah do you want to go first john since you still love I, the good god, ones i don't know um I'm not sure if I picked one as a kid. I think I wanted them all, but I mean, you know, I probably would have picked Superman. Just you know, like whatever Superman is, <laughs> like everything. You know, but did you have like a specific fast, superpower? Very strong, can fly. I mean, yeah. all that stuff. Well, sure. Um, I mean, and yeah. now, yeah, now that I'm older, it, yeah, it's like Wolverine. I mean, yeah, <laughs> my shoulder wouldn't hurt anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You know? 
fix my ailments, please. <laughs> Guy, did you have one, a power in particular? Uh, I think when I was a kid, I wanted to be Spider-Man a lot. I loved it. I loved the, um, the notion of having a spidey sense and having very fast reactions and being very agile and fast. And ultimately, I mean, Spidey's sort of real power is uh, stubbornness, I guess. Uh, well, congratulations, <laughs> you've got that. Well, I, here, <laughs> here a, we go. You're a freaking superhero. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the theme. Uh, as a teenager, probably the Hulk, because <laughs> that, stubbornness and uh, the angrier you get, the stronger you get. So that was a bit unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> and as an adult, uh, yeah, I mean, a healing factor would be great. Honestly, that would be awesome. But I don't want to be an angry Canadian smoking as well. Wait, I am an angry Canadian <laughs> who smokes cigars. And I don't, I don't stab anybody. That's you don't about, call that's, nearly enough people bub. <laughs> I might start. Uh, That's a good idea. I don't. I don't think anybody should have superpowers. I. I. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, this, I, I would this, say that, that that opens up a, a can of worms that we is best left unopened. I was really yeah. waiting for Guy to say no more mutants. Well, okay. Here's the thing. To be perfectly honest, um, when I was younger, uh, I played a lot of. Tennis. Um, I played a lot of volleyball. I played a lot of hockey. I played a lot of soccer. I played a lot of ping pong. I played a lot of darts. I played a lot of lawn darts. I played a lot of every game you can imagine. And what do I want to be? Sportsmaster. <gasps> sportsmaster. I'm going to be sportsmaster. <laughs> Finally. All right. That's, that's I accept. That's answer. what I'm going to be. I'll, I'm going to be the sportsmaster. Um. I think <laughs> I love that I set that up for so long, and you guys are like I don't know. I, what are you I, gonna I, I think yeah, it took me a minute. This going? It took me a minute. Uh, I think as a kid, I really wanted the like, I wanted some sort of like, I definitely like an agility, speed, power type thing. Right, um, like Spidey. Yeah, yeah. Like I like some sort of like cat-like reflexes, etc. Sure. Like I always thought that would be cool. Maybe that was came from the fact that I I was not like a super fast or agile <laughs> child. Um, so that certainly played a part as a teenager. I think the thing I wanted the most was telekinesis. Like I thought that would be dope. Like that's kind really... of like my version of Hulk, except you're lazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have to get up. Where's that remote? <laughs> Here you go. Uh, no, I just, I felt like you could do a lot with it. Like it's a very versatile power. Um, sure, and like, yeah. then you have to get into the whole question about like, well, if you're telekinetic, can you lift yourself? Can you essentially fly by being telekinetic? Right. Like that's how you cheat the superpower. Yeah, question. Sure. Can. Yeah. Essentially what Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, As an adult. um, Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there is certainly an aspect to like having the ability to fly or run super fat, like some sort of super speed slash flight thing where you could just get places faster. Man, you want want healing, buddy. Take it from the guys ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like super speed, if you go flash style, you kind of get the super healing along with that. So there is there's benefit. Um I, yeah, I don't. I, 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 I kind of think that's bullshit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> also if, if I, I was eat, if I was tweaking a character on like a game RPG, it would all be in healing at this point. Just, <laughs> just. I'm all just saying the Flash. I mean, the Flash does have the best side effects because he's got the super healing and he's got the like can eat thirty pizzas in a day, and that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, and disgusting too. Yeah, yeah, but like mostly amazing. Um, yeah. I, there's definitely a point where I wanted uh, the uh, like my kid can do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was definitely a point where I wanted like energy blasts, a la like Gambit or Havoc or something like that. But like, yeah. it's not really? actually that useful. Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's not want to hurt. Just, like, like, yeah, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, I, want, yeah, like, I think yeah. at one point I wanted to be like Nightcrawler. You know? Oh yeah. Oh man. Like teleport. Yeah, you get you, yeah. you get stick to walls and you can teleport and do flips and stuff like yeah. that. Would you have to look like a blue demon? Well, I mean, he's got the looks. That's what I was going to say. I would have. I would have been totally into that. <laughs> fair, fair. That's John's goth phase. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's uh, why the I, man. Every time was, I see you, John, it's just you smell like point. sulfur all the time, and I'm like, I could never figure it out. <laughs> just like usual. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, feel free, readers, to uh, tell us what your 
superpower of choice would be uh you can always hit us up uh on the biffcast on twitter or biff at the com with either that or with your letters and maybe we'll answer some of them on the air because that's the thing that we do uh if you if your power is mind control be very stop careful. reading go yeah, away yeah. reconsider your life i don't want to hear it thank you yeah no that's, yeah, no that's not a good one that is, that is the one i really don't want right. it's bad <laughs> you really don't want yeah. anybody else to have it either that's the other yeah. thing yeah, mind control. Or, I mean, I would go to mind reading too. Like, if it's uncontrollable, yeah, that's like tele- oh, telepathy yeah. is a is a tricky thing, right? Like, because like certainly the idea of being able to talk with someone else, I think, that's would cool. be cool. But like yeah, reading other people's that. thoughts, is a different we could actually doubt. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah, want to. That's, that's another example of like a, a power introduced and never used again. Is like it's is Star Trek where right. Uh, Deanna talks to talks in Will's head when when she you know they meet it meet up on the bridge for the very first time and then it never happens again. <laughs> well, no, you get yeah. into overpowered issues really quickly, right? Like the same way that she's a right. telepath and they're like, oh no, she's an empath. Like I can't read, you know, thoughts. I can just read emotions. Yeah. They like, kind well, of do it a little bit. But, and, <laughs> yeah, and thanks for bringing up TNG, John. I <laughs> sure I don't think of that. You know often. what? I can but, also read people's emotions. Like I can tell when somebody's <laughs> pissed off. Oh, don't. <laughs> Don't betray Deanna like the writers did. Uh, her and her mother speak quite often, and I took that to be... I, I don't know. I took it that she could talk, basically, to to her loved one, maybe. So I thought it was just, just that... Well, okay, so yeah, I think the idea was that she could talk with Will because she had such a good bond with him, mm-hmm. such a strong bond with yeah, him. Yeah, like but he's, then, he's willing never, to accept it. But they it, never but used it again. No, they did never. And there was plenty of times that they could have. Yeah. yeah, there are plenty of times. Yeah. Like like when she's trapped in that shuttlecraft and that black ooze eats uh what's her face? Tashi uh, R. Then he's yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, cool. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. Good um, show. Glad we've done <laughs> glad we've covered a <laughs> little bit of Star Trek. All right. Well, we are at the end of this week's episode. We will be back next week to discuss Arrow season eight, episode three, which is entitled leap of faith and is directed by katie cassidy oh Uh, cool yeah so uh and it seems like what from what we saw in the brief uh uh preview that uh they're headed to nanda parbat and there is a a reemergence, unsurprisingly of another (laughs) another popular character so uh yeah is is it the panda of norbat it is the panda. It's it's the panda yeah. that appears on the, all of James Thompson's stuff. The la- yeah, the last of her kind. The That's noble right. panda of Norbat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but until then, I would like to thank my co-host, John Moltz. Thanks for being here. I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to leave it to Guy. Guy English, always a pleasure. Hit us with what you got. <laughs> I am the Omega. I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you all for reading along with us. We will be back next week. Dun 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 Oh god. Ah, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, you guys are exhausting. I know, we're very tired. <laughs> <laughs>